I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, hello and welcome to the uh, Raptors Reaction Podcast. We have sports again. Uh, I'm your host, William Lou. Speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors got completely washed by the Detroit Pistons by a score of 129 to 105. Oh, man. Um, where do you even begin with this game? Um Look, I'll make a long story short. You can turn off the podcast after this this description of the game. But basically, the Raptors played zero defense. This is honestly, and I have covered the Raptors in extensive detail, um, dating back to 2013, 2013-14. And of course, I've watched a lot of the Raptors before that. This was the worst defensive effort I've ever seen from the Raptors over that stretch. Since I've started writing about this team. And you might say, well, there are games that, you know, the Raptors give them more points. You know, we saw games this season where, like, 130 to Indiana, you know, 130 plus to, um, to Sacramento, you know, like, whatever. You know, it's, it's not even about the total points number, okay? It's about the fact that the Pistons are just not, I mean, I don't want to disrespect the opponent. Again, full credit to them for winning. But they're not even trying to win this year. They're trying to tank. The Pistons are... You know, the worst team in the league. And you might say, well, look, come on, give the Pistons some credit. They've got some pretty nice wins. Like, uh, they've beaten a lot of good teams, surprisingly. They catch teams by surprise. You know, they beat, um, who do they beat this year? They beat the Lakers. They beat the Celtics. They beat the uh, Sixers. They beat the Heat. They beat the Suns. They beat the Nets. They beat the Celtics again. Wow, oh my goodness, Boston. What's going on with you guys? Um... So you might say, okay, look, 
This is what they do. They're giant slayers, okay? They, they lose to every other team, but they beat good teams. Uh, but, you know, they don't wash other teams like the, they just wash the Raptors. Um, and, yeah, it's just defensively, the Raptors were so bad. And I'll just start here. The Pistons had... I mean, let me get this completely correct. I took a screenshot of it because I really thought that, you know, this is something I want to remember for a long time. Uh, the Pistons scored 43 points in the first quarter. That is the most points they scored in the first quarter. <laughs> I don't know. Dating back decades. Um, of those 43 points, the Pistons had 16 field goals made, including nine threes. And the Pistons recorded 16 assists on all 16 of their made baskets. And the funny thing, if anything's funny, I mean, actually, honestly, this game is pretty funny. Like, Raptors just got destroyed. I have really no excuses. Um, But the funny thing is the Raptors are actually up 10-3. to 3. After the first three minutes, Dwayne Casey had to call the first timeout. The Raptors shorthanded. We're taking it to the Pistons. And, you know, you would think, okay, look, the Pistons are just kind of what they are this year, right? They're like 8-25 and 25 coming into this game. You know, this might honestly be easier than you would think it is, even with the Raptors missing key guys. But no, the Pistons from that point onwards. Literally, the Pistons, Dwayne Casey called timeout, the Pistons went to the bench, and after that timeout, the Pistons were replaced by the Golden State Warriors. Like, 73-win Golden State Warriors. The Raptors were making Wayne Ellington look like Steph Curry. Alright, Svi Mihaliuk looked like um, Clay Thompson. Uh, Mason Plumley was honestly doing his best Draymond Green impersonation. Six assists in the first quarter alone. And, um, yeah, the Raptors just never caught up. Never. Not even once did they really challenge the game. It wasn't even close. The Pistons, they destroyed the Raptors. Um, if they could make some free throws, they would easily be over 130 points. They only shot 13-21 to 21 from the free throw line. But they beat the Raptors in every single category. Uh, points off turnovers, you know, rebounds, offensive rebounds, assists. I mean, the Pistons had 40 assists and the Raptors had 17. And... Um, yeah, it was bad. And honestly, it would have been even worse if it wasn't for the fact that Norm Powell turned into Norm God for the first half. Second half, he cooled off a little bit. The Pistons also realized literally no one else is going to score. Let's stop Norm Powell. Uh, but Norm had like 23 in the first half already, and he finished with 36 points. You know, he did his best. I mean, 14 of 20 from the field. Making some ridiculous shot. Hit like a DeMar, the Rosen-esque turnaround post-jumper. Um... You know, and Kyle Lowry did his best too. you know, try to like fuel the, 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 you know, the saddest thing with Kyle is that like he was, uh, he was pretty hot to start. Of course he cooled off because he got more tired in the second half from carrying the entire team uh, as a 34 year old. But, you know, he was still turning down open shots just so he can get other guys open. You know what? The quick transition pass. Let's, let's give it the stand. Let's see what he does. Charge. Okay, he was trying to drive one on five. Why? I don't know. Okay, let's advance the ball to Terrence Davis in transition. What does he do? Turn it over. The Pistons go the other way. It's a transition for them. They score. You know, hit a head pass. Utah Watanabe. Look, listen, man. Okay, Utah. Okay, try to drive to the basket. Euro step. Finger roll is, is almost an air ball. Uh, you know, 
just terrible. And, and Kyle are getting open shot. He's like, all right, you know, I could take the shot. I have every right to take the shot. Let's swing it to Terrence Davis. We're going to need somebody to help us today. Terrence Davis brick. So, you know, I, I feel bad for Kyle. I really do. Um, it, yeah, it was a tough game. And pretty much once Norm and Kyle cooled off and the two of them, I mean, they combined for 57 points. I thought they needed 70 tonight. Honestly, they needed to score 70 points each tonight because they were the only two guys scoring. <laughs> the Pistons got a 129, so the, uh, you literally needed the two of them to score 70 each because no one else was giving them anything. Um, the bench was unspeakably bad. But before I get to the bench, let's just go to the fill-in starters. So obviously, Raptors in a difficult situation due to COVID, right? Uh, and really, this is Adam Silver's fault. Why are you making the Raptors play? I don't, you know, it's terrible. But in any case, no Pascal Siakam. He continues to be out in the COVID protocol. No... Uh, Fred Van Vliet, no OJ Anobi, and then no Pat McCaw, no uh, Malachi Flynn either. So that's five guys, um, but really three starters, right? And, and you know, important pieces there. Uh, so the Raptors had to replace those guys. So they started TD, they started Baines, they started Watanabe. Honestly, Baines was pretty good. He's going to get the third star. He actually played well. Get him a three... You know, was scoring the pick and roll somehow, miraculously, and, you know, he was fine. Honestly, I have no complaints about Baines tonight. But Davis and Watanabe were bad, and two degrees of bad, okay? Because there's um, there's actively bad and inactively bad. And inactively bad was like Yuta Watanabe, who just didn't want to be involved in anything. Um, obviously he's a hustle guy, he's an energy guy, you didn't notice him at all. I mean, listen, if you're a hustle guy, you gotta at least be noticeable. No, no, no effect on the game at whatsoever. Open shots, missed them. Uh, had a corner three, he airballed it, it was bad. Uh, had a transition lip, he missed it, it was bad. Um, so that, and so, you know, that's inactively bad. And of course, Raptors didn't play any defense tonight, so, you know, Utah, yeah, I mean, what is he gonna do? Play defense for five guys? He's not gonna do that, so... He was inactively bad. Actively bad was Terrence Davis, who... I mean... I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, The types of mistakes that he was committing on the basketball court are the kinds that really stick out because you don't see other people doing this. Um, Committing a a lane violation... You know, like when do you see that happen? Just stay behind the three point line. He wasn't even in. He wasn't even in the paint, trying to box out. He was just at the three point line, and he took a step in, and it was a lane violation. Why? Um, fouling at half court. The Raptors, you know, entering halftime. You know, Raptors at least somewhat looked like they had something do you know going on defensively in the second quarter. Uh, the Pistons had the last possession. The Raptors were, you know, the Pistons were in the bonus. And Terrence Davis, after missing a, a, a three in the corner, a wide-open three, comes down. He's pressuring up on Dennis Smith Jr., which, look, I don't mind. Look, show a little pressure. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, whatever. It's a Nick Nurse system. You got to pressure the ball. I get that. But then aggressively reaching in, pushing Dennis Smith over the line, that's a foul. The Raptors, get, you know, concede two free throws. What are you doing? Completely unnecessary. The turnovers, all of them, just terrible turnovers. Two of them directly leading to transition opportunities. Um, and they scored on the third on as well. That was a dead ball turnover. They still scored. Um, wide open threes, missing them. Um, 
you know, in terms of his drives, um, he had one drive where he kind of pivoted, got his man, you know, on his back on the uh, snaking pick and roll, threw the ball towards the basket, missed it, but collected his own rebound for the putback. That's it in terms of positives. That's it. His own putback, a Reggie Evans putback, is his only positive from this game. Because the rest of it was just bad, defensively, actively bad. And, you know, he was covering, you know, Mahalik or Ellington for quite a bit, just leaving these guys, man. And the thing is, it's fine. You know what? You see, you, people help in this, the Raptors' defensive scheme. There's a lot of helping, you know, sometimes even overhelping, but there's a lot of helping. That's what the Raptors do. They try to pressure, they try to force some turnovers. But there's not even a fine line. There's a very thick line. There's a very, very thick line. Like in font, it's like a, one of those chalk on the sideboard kind of chalk. Like that thick of a line between helping your teammates and guessing and actively gambling that gives up wide open shots. Under no circumstances should you be randomly doubling Mason Plumley in the post against Aaron Baines. Listen, Aaron Baines has struggled this year. I have no, you know, there's no doubts about that. But this man can cover Mason Plumley, okay, on a one-on-one. He can cover him in the post. The Plumley's really trying to force his way down there. And Terrence just wanders over, randomly swipes at the ball, doesn't get the ball. Plumley hits a wide-open shooter because Davis is just gambling. Guy's getting an open three. Actively bad effort from Terrence. And then you look at the bench. Nobody on the bench was giving them anything. And you might say, well, come on. Boucher gave them 18 points. And Matt Thomas had 11. Like, come on. What happened to the propaganda? Propaganda's dead. Propaganda is dead. Nobody nobody on this bench is getting propaganda. Because, like, realistically, horrible efforts. Chris Boucher, the worst plus minus on the team, minus 24. And part of that is, yes, he had to play with the bench. And the bench was giving them nothing. But defensively. Boucher at the basket, providing no resistance whatsoever. You know, um, the Pistons just driving inside. Every single time the Pistons drove inside and Boucher was at the basket, they were getting a layup out of it. And you might say, it's not totally Boucher's fault. When you have Rodney Magruder um, driving at Matt Thomas one-on-one and getting by him for, you know, and Matt Thomas is for some reason not playing him straight up, but playing him to the side almost, almost actively inviting him to drive. And Magruder gets inside for an and one layup. Like, you can't have Boucher do everything. But damn, Boucher was, you know, not providing much defensively. The rest of the guys not providing much defensively. DeAndre Bembry, usually a very, very steady player. His first shift coming in. Forcing it in transition. Uh, committing a turnover. The Pistons get out the other way and score. Uh, and then, you know, there was a string of those possessions. You know, Matt Thomas had back-to-back shots where just on the on the perimeter, no real move, just jacking up a shot, breaking it, and the Pistons going the other way off the miss. Uh, Stanley Johnson trying to ISO his way to the basket. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here, right? And then it was to the point where Paul Watson had to come in. All right, Paul, you know, it wasn't only his, you know, I don't think necessarily he was in the rotation, but they're like, hey, man, listen, Bembry's got zero points, Stanley got zero points, Matt Thomas had zero points for a large portion of this game. Let's put in Paul Watson to see what he did. And he provided some decent defensive energy. I really can't fault him for that. But missed his open threes. That's pretty much all he can do right now. So, yeah. Like, yeah, the Raptors. Like, I'm, I'm literally describing the whole game. And three guys, I would say, had a good game. Norm, who scored a punch, although he was pretty bad defensively. But you can't blame him. He's literally got to conserve all his energy for offense, okay? Giving him the DeMar DeRozan pass. Kyle Lowry, good. 
you know, was it his greatest game? No, but I mean, realistically, even with his greatest game, I don't think they would have taken this game, considering the fact that no one else joined him. And Baines, Baines was fine. That's it. That's it for three guys on the team. And, you know, like, you're just not going to win any games. I know some games, you know, the Raptors, they, they search and they search. They search and they search. They find new lineup combinations. They just go, okay, next man up. Who's going to have the, this guy? Who's going to have that guy? You know, okay, maybe our first crop of, you know, players don't really work out. Let's go for this. our third stringers. We saw that, you know, uh, in the win against Minnesota. And, of course, there are no third stringers because the third stringers are the second stringers because a lot of the first stringers are out. You're missing five players. But at the same time, Raptors generally find some kind of combination of five guys who can go out there and compete. And literally, I'm telling you, there were not five guys that played well tonight. Not even five. Not even five guys who played average tonight. And and again, defensively, just such a bad game. In terms of leaving Wayne Ellington wide open from three. I mean, listen, I, I, of course, I, you know, like I said, I've covered like tons of Raptors games. Of course, I know who Wayne Ellington is, man. This guy was with the Miami Heat, and this guy used to torch the Raptors when he was with the Miami Heat. But this, this, I mean, this guy looked like prime Ray Allen tonight. Eight of 11 from three. And how are you going to leave this man open 11 times for three? That's all he does is shoot threes. Take the three away from him. Svee Mihalik, nine threes. This guy, all he does is shoot threes. How are you giving him these attempts? You know, like, whatever. You could say, okay, Magruder hit four threes. Okay, that's, you know, whatever, right? You know, some other guys, Dennis with Junior hit a pull-up three, you know, whatever. The bulk of the three-point shooting came from two guys who are just strictly speaking shooters. And for some reason, the Raptors just had the worst time guarding Mason Plumley with the ball at the high post and guys just cutting off of that. And I'm not even kidding. Mason Plumley had 10 assists today. This guy had 14 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. You know? Like, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a bad game, really. It was a really bad game. And it was a really bad game in terms of, obviously, the circumstances are horrible. Shouldn't have to play through all of this. But even when we've seen the Raptors shorthanded, we've seen some Raptors shorthanded of late uh, in the last few seasons. The Raptors, generally speaking, put up a good effort. And honestly, we can't even pretend like the Pistons were at full strength, right? Because the Pistons didn't have Jeremy Grant. Didn't have Josh Jackson, who's had a couple good games for them. You know, those guys are important too, right? And if you look at just the talent, the Raptors should have played better. But the Pistons were more aggressive, giving them tons of credit. They played their hearts out. They didn't play like a team they were trying to tank. Their bench played really well. They were way more physical than the Raptors. The Raptors kind of got bullied. Uh, and they had guys step up, and they ran their system. Like I said, 40 assists. 40 assists for the Pistons and 17 for the Raptors. Just a comical effort. Uh, and not acceptable by any standards. And I understand. Listen, man. I mean, um, you know, it's, circumstances are tough. I un- totally get it. I really, really do. But this is this is just not it. <laughs> Maybe that's the only, but the only way to say it. This, this, this was not it from the Toronto Raptors. Um, and, yeah. And, you know, you look at this game. You look ahead to the next game, where the Raptors had to play the Boston Celtics, who the Raptors struggled to beat regardless. <sighs> if they bring this type of effort to the game against the Boston Celtics, I'm not even kidding. The Raptors might lose 140 to 70. They might lose, honestly, they might get doubled. Because if you're losing by 24 points to the Pistons, you might be losing by 50 points to the Celtics. And 
I say this completely knowing that the Raptors might pull together this great effort. Guys really rally. They really play hard or whatever. I doubt it. I doubt it. The circumstances are so bad, and their defense today was horrendous. And you know what? Again, you got to give the Pistons full credit. Let's listen. Dwayne Casey, there's nothing this man loves to do other than play the Raptors. Because obviously, the Raptors, I won't even say did him dirty, but because, and I say that because, listen, the man got swept three times in four years. And the one time he didn't get swept, the Cavaliers won the series by over 100 points over six games. Okay, so, you know, those are the four playoff runs that they've had. Now, again, a lot of three of those were losing to the Pistons or to the to the Cavaliers and LeBron. I get it. Okay, I get it. But that is what it is. And the Raptors were ultimately trying to get to the championship. But Dwayne Casey won coach of the year. And his reward for that was to go to the award show, accept the award. This was after he got fired. That was super awkward. Um, and yeah, go coach the Pistons. Meanwhile, the Raptors promote Nick Nurse, his longtime assistant, uh, and the Raptors go on to win the championship. Nick Nurse gets Kawhi Leonard. He gets Nick, uh, Mark Gasol. Pascal develops into a star player. Fred steps up as a star player at the end. You know, if you were Dwayne, trust me, you would be bitter too seeing that. And I'm not saying that the Raptors are wrong to fire Dwayne. Absolutely not, you know. But again, he, Dwayne's a good man, and you know, I know he was. I know he was pleased. Listen, the, the Pistons have played the Raptors tough. The year the Raptors won the championship in 2018-2019, the Pistons won three times. The first game, the Pistons won on a last-second play. Dwayne Casey jumped on the floor. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I saw Nick Nurse win the championship, and Nick Nurse didn't jump on the floor. But in, in any case. Uh, they they beat the Raptors three times. And last season, Raptors played the games against Detroit. Two games resulted in injuries. One where Pascal got hurt. Another game where Norm got hurt. You know, some physical games. And then now, the, the Pistons beat the Raptors. And it was really, I mean, Dwayne was in his element, man. This guy was on the sideline in his defensive stance, you know, crouching, teaching his guys how to guard. Meanwhile, the Pistons were up like 100 points. Um, the Raptors... With four minutes left, um, Chris Boucher rolled to the basket and got, and got hacked and uh, was going to line for two free throws. And the, this was a 22-point game. The Raptors had their bench in. Uh, you know, they had no chance of coming back. They showed no effort whatsoever in trying to come back. And Dwayne Casey called for a coach's challenge. Up 22 points with Chris Boucher going to the free throw line with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Most of his starters back in the game. Um, honestly, I, I, it's it's just kind of funny. Like, it, I don't know, man. It is funny. I mean, I guess, like, this is... I wouldn't even say this is his championship. But again, if you're... if, if let's put, let, Just put yourself in Dwayne Casey's shoes. You'd be thrilled. That, you'd, be, you'd be doing that stuff, too. So, all credit to the Pistons, man. They played a hell of a game. 40 assists. I, I'm not even kidding. The Raptors made them look like the, uh, the 73-win Warriors. In terms of your... Three stars for tonight. First star, I give it to Kyle. 21 points, four rebounds, six assists. The only reason I'm giving it to Kyle is because I thought he played more defense than Norm. But Norm should really share that first star as well. But he's he's getting the second first star, I would say. 36 points for Norm, five rebounds, and assists to steal. Some bad lapses defensively, but 14 of 20. 
from the field, five of eight. Um, he's the only reason why the Raptors didn't lose by you know forty points to the Pistons, which I'm pretty sure would relegate the Raptors to the Raptors 905. They would just have to go to the G League if you lose by the Pistons to the Pistons by forty points. And then third star, I'll give it to Baines. Baines was honestly, I mean, Kyle Irish signed him with the pick and roll. He hit a three. Uh, I don't know, man. Thirteen points. He's solid. You know, Matt Thomas got a whole bunch of garbage points at the end. All the shots that mattered during the course of the game, he missed. Again, terrible defensively. Um, Chris Boucher, you know, he, he scored because you know he can score, but uh, defensively, wow, it was it was it was it was bad. But listen, it's everyone was bad. Some guys were more more bad than others. Some guys were actively bad. Some guys were inactively bad. But just a bad effort all around. In terms of a Gerald Henderson award winner, this is tough because. Here are the candidates, okay? First off, Mason Plumlee with 14 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Legitimately ran the whole show for the Pistons. He was awesome, okay? Another triple-double for the Pistons. Dennis Smith Jr., 10 points, 11 rebounds, uh, 11 assists. A bit of a Ben Uzo triple-double for the real ones who know what I'm talking about, but... I mean, listen, good for him, man. I mean, you know, the, the Knicks obviously didn't work out there, but uh, the Pistons, he's getting plenty of time and plenty of minutes, and you know, he was looking pretty good. Again, the Raptors gave up two triple-doubles to the Pistons in the same game. Oh, my goodness. Wayne Ellington, a prime, prime candidate. Listen, a, a previous Gerald Henderson Award winner with the Heat. Multiple time, I would have to say, if I had to guess. Um, but 25 points on 8 of 11 from the three-point line. This guy just got open so many times against the Raptors. Um, you know, and then you go to their bench. Rodney Magruder, 20 points, six assists, seven of 14, four of six from three. You know, you know, a month back, Draymond Green was making fun of Rodney Magruder, tore into this guy, completely went in on this dude. And Rodney Magruder took that same level of violence and applied it to the Raptors. Uh, it was bad. Or your f- fifth potential candidate for Gerald Henderson Award winner is Saban Lee. Which, listen, you have to be a real diehard fan to know who Saban Lee is. Um, you know, he is a guard out of Vanderbilt. He was the 38th pick. Um, he's, you know, with the Pistons. And he had... Uh, just a hell of a game tonight. Destroyed the Raptors, really. Um, 20 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. Carved the Raptors apart. So, I don't know where to go with this. There's 5 legitimate candidates here. 6 if you want to put Svi Mihaluk in there, too. Because he had 17 points. Um, but, yeah. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll give it to Wayne Allington. The, the thing is with Wayne is he is a shooter... Against the Raptors. Against other teams. You know. he. I mean. You know what. That's not true. Wayne Ellington can shoot. This is one thing he's always done really well. Is shoot. Now of course. People kind of know that. And so he's kind of scouted a little bit. And he's kind of one dimensional. But against the Raptors. Man. This guy kills the Raptors. So. You know what. I, I'm just going to give them. Uh, I'm just going to give him his. The, his respect. You know. Like LeBron said after the championship. Give me my respect. I think honestly. Dwayne Casey and Wayne Ellington. Are in the Pistons locker room. Saying, give me my respect. I want my damn respect, too. <laughs> and it is just killing me to say that. So, um, yeah, Raptors didn't have it. You know, 
I mean, again, this, the COVID situation is horrendous. Raptors without seven coaches now. Um, five players, and they got to play back-to-back tomorrow in Boston. Um, that's not going to go well. So my advice is honestly, listen, of course, we are all diehard Raptor fans. Especially if you're listening at this point in the podcast, we're all diehard Raptor fans. I just want to say a reminder. Listen, it's it's been a full year of the pandemic. Um, especially in the Western world. Uh, situation is getting better in, in some, some respects, but also not. Uh, it's been a very hard year regardless for everybody. We've all had to give up a lot of sacrifices. Just love yourself. Take care of yourself. Please. And, you know, part of taking care of yourself is not watching the next game, man. It's going to be bad. So, thanks everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. I know, obviously, it's a negative game. But listen, man, the, the game itself was negative. So, that's what I'm trying to reflect. I'm not actively trying to be negative. But uh, I appreciate everybody for supporting the show. Um, and, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow to recap Raptors Celtics. So, look out for that. If the Raptors win, you know. Honestly, we might need a slander pod. But uh, if the Raptors lose, well, you know, you can't say you were you weren't surprised. So, thanks everyone for listening, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they get something done tomorrow. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.